Hey. <clears throat> I want to welcome you to my live call and I'm going to talk about a skill that yields decades of income. And what I'm talking about, I'm talking from my gym here at my home. And for those of you that do not know me yet, I've been involved in network marketing now for 41 years. 28 years ago, I started in this business, broke, bankrupt, sold a junk truck to get started, put $200 into my business. I've been full-time ever since. I want to talk about a skill that can yield you income. And <clears throat> here's something that um, Tony Robbins once said. He said, the way that we communicate with ourselves and with others determines our quality of life. So the way that we communicate with ourselves and with others ultimately determines the quality of our life. It's really true. The fact is we're always communicating, aren't we? From the time that you wake up in the morning, you're communicating with yourself. Maybe the alarm goes off on your phone. And you're like, ah, oh my God, what day is it? Oh, I've got to get on a freaking Zoom call. <laughs> so what thoughts and what attitudes or emotions do we default to on a regular basis? Do we pay attention to that? And do we pay attention to the way that we communicate with ourselves? Uh, even I can remember many years ago, and I can remember thinking, you know, maybe I'm not cut out for network marketing. I totally suck at this. Maybe this isn't for me. That's very empowering communication, isn't it? When you're trying to do this business and you have those kind of thoughts. But do we pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves? So he's, it's really true what Tony says. It ultimately determines our quality of life because how do we feel about our communication with ourself? Is it building us up or is it tearing us down? So I learned to shut that stuff up and I started listening to Tony and said, you know what? I'm not listening to you, Jeff. I'm going to listen to Tony because you're not good for me. <laughs> That's right. So that's one thing when we talk about communication, really, uh, it's, you know, there's a talker and there's a listener. Of course, when you're doing it with you, you're doing both, aren't you? But then when we think about maybe two is maybe the leaders that are on our team, you know, how, how does that go? Uh, what kind of thoughts do we have? Does it really matter? Because it's all up here, right? They don't know what we're thinking, right? But here's the thing that I've learned is you cannot secretly despise people and they not feel it in your presence. You cannot secretly despise people and they not feel it in your presence. Whether you're doing it offline, online, in front of them, uh, on a Zoom, your tonality in your voice when you talk to them. We cannot secretly despise people and they not feel it. So the thing is, again, our communication ultimately determines the quality of our life. So that translates into your business. It translates into your business. 
There was a time, you know, I, I noticed that. I was bad about that year, many years ago, okay? You know, when people didn't perform to my expectation, I was thinking about my own goals, my goals. So the one thing I've observed is that, you know, that sometimes when it comes to rank, that can cause us, rank can cause us to undervalue and not appreciate the intelligence and the creativity of those in our downline. That's right, rank, rank, that is in your compensation plan, but it's true in life too. Ranking can cause or blind us to the intelligence and the creative people that we have in our downlines. They actually can be sharper than us. We think, how's that possible? They're lower rank, I'm higher rank. <laughs> okay. You simply have volume under your feet, okay? That's it. That doesn't mean you're a smarter person. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you're gonna get any further in your business. It's gotten you this far, yes. Where do you wanna go tomorrow? Where do you wanna go next week? Where do you wanna go next month, next year? Where do you wanna be in your business? Because you're gonna to have to always get better at it, but it's always gonna go back to our communication, our communication with ourselves, our communication with those around us and how we make them feel about that communication. You know, I remember um, uh, one person, uh, a leader in a, in a different company, we're, we're, we're real good friends, but she was telling me about this experience that she <clears throat> was messaging her upline. <clears throat> and, and, and she said, I wanna talk to you on the telephone. Now, the girl was much younger than she was, okay? Uh, so a lot of your younger people in network marketing have really got this down to just messaging when it comes to communication. You mean I gotta talk to people? You mean like hear their voice? Yeah, yeah, it's like that, right? So she said, I wanna talk to you. So she said, okay, okay. Messaged her, you know, her phone number, she called her. Then the girl started screaming at her. She said, you're not gonna to talk to me that way and you're right, we don't need to talk. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> yeah, okay, bad communication. Uh, no surprise, she left that company and guess what? She joined somebody else who got what? Got the benefits of an incredible leader and she brought a lot of business with her. Why did that leader not see that? Why did she not see that her communication was horrible? No doubt she's also horrible with herself. It's probably true. She probably got a very, you know, just bad self-esteem issue. Because again, how we treat ourselves is the way we treat others too. If we don't love ourselves, why are we gonna love someone else? So that's one thing that we, you know, Again, rank can blind us. So, <clears throat> so what can we do? The one thing we gotta do is be intentional about our communication, simply meaning that it's gotta become important to us. It's gotta become very important to us, but it starts with who? It starts with you. It starts with how you talk to you, how I talk to I, or me, <laughs> something like that.
Yeah, that's where it begins. So we have to understand that sometimes we really need to improve in that area. And then number two is be a good listener. Don't assume you are a good listener. You must assume you're a bad listener. I must assume I'm a bad listener, okay? Matter of fact, one, uh, one, one favorite scripture from, uh, that I love in the Bible for, uh, that Jesus said, the master teacher, right? In Luke 8, 18, Luke 8, 18, I wrote it down here. Here's what the master said. He said, therefore, he said, therefore, pay attention to how you listen for whoever has will be given more and whoever does not have even what he imagines he has will be taken away from him. Powerful, powerful. That is so powerful. So freaking powerful. Because first of all, he said, pay attention to how you listen. What does he mean? How you listen. Of course, everybody hears. Well, hears doesn't mean you listen. I can hear something. It doesn't mean I listen. Listen is discerning what has come to our ears, what we have heard, what entered our ears. Now we have to reason on it. We have to feel it. He said, pay attention to how you listen. That means that could be our attitude. There may be somebody in your downline that's coming to you and you don't particularly like that person. So the way you listen is critical. I'm not saying you'd do that. Somebody in your downline might do that to somebody, right? Yeah. So if we have a critical attitude to how we listen, can affect our ability to understand that person. Or if we're thinking about what we're going to say back, which is common, most people will do that. When someone's talking, they're automatically thinking, what they're going to say. They're no longer engaged in the conversation. They're not listening. They're hearing, but they're not listening. Big difference, isn't it? I mean, if we think that, uh, that again, if we have a critical ear, the way we listen, and we think I really shouldn't be giving this person my time, they're really not performing at a level. You know, is it possible that we're at fault? that you're at fault, that I'm at fault. If, uh, if we have people that are not performing, if it's a team that's not getting you where you want to be, is it possible that we did not do enough to support them? And whose fault is that? Yeah, that's right. So before we have a critical attitude toward listening, the way we listen, as Jesus said, how you listen. Before we do that, we need to say, hey, I didn't do enough. It's my fault. I really want to feel this person. I want to feel this person. It's very important. Very important. I mean, I can remember, uh, and you women can appreciate this, I'm sure, that uh, one thing that really makes my wife very angry is when I don't listen. You know, you know how it goes, driving down the road and she's talking and I said, like, uh-huh, oh, yeah. And, and I think that's got me safe, right? 
putting up that facade. See, I'm not paying attention to how I'm listening. <laughs> and then she says something. Yeah, you know what it is. What did I just say? And I think, oh, I'm so screwed. I am so, I am so in the doghouse. And oh man, it's going to be a bad day. So I learned many years ago to pay attention to how I listen. You know, what Jesus said was, whoever has, he said, whoever has, has what? The ability to listen will be given more, he said. And whoever does not have, even though he imagines he has, will be taken away from him. What is he talking about? Because listening is like this gym. See, I, you know, I would love to pay someone to come down here and build my muscles for me, okay? I would love that. It doesn't work that way, right? I've got to come down here and spend time and do that. i got to put the time in, right? And so i got to work on the body. I've got to do that. So if I do that, if I use my muscles, then I'm going to build muscle mass, right? And, and you know, I won't have so much fat, right? That's the idea. And it's like what he said. If you get good at listening, if, you, if it's like a muscle and you exercise it regularly, then your ability to listen is going to get better and better. You're going to become more empathetic in the way that you understand people. And the thing is, and, and the way you impact people emotionally is pretty powerful because it really shows what is it? Think about it. Like when my wife says to me, what did I say? What is she really asking? She's really asking, do you even care about me? Do you really care about me? Yeah. Same thing with your downline. It's the same thing with your leaders. Do you really care about me? You know, some people say, well, Jeff, uh, I want to be in network marketing. I want to make money, but I really don't want to get emotionally involved with my leaders. Okay. So how many years do you want to have a team? Now, I'm not saying you've got to get in their private life. I'm not saying you've got to sleep in bed with them. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you don't create the sticky stuff in the relationships, there'll be somebody else's downline. They'll look up at the sky and say, thank you, God. Yep, that's how it works. So here's the... Here, <laughs> I know, I know some of you are getting this, right? This is important stuff. I mean, a lot of people just don't get this. They really don't. So here's a couple of things to help us improve. Four things I thought of. First of all, don't get distracted when you talk to people. Don't get distracted. So when you talk to somebody, if you're on a Zoom call, whatever you're doing, you're on a Zoom call, especially don't do this. And if you're face to face in public with them, don't do this. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. This means I don't care about you. So it means we look at them in the eye. They are the only person in the universe that matters. If you're at a convention, and you're talking to them, but you see another leader going by that you want to catch up with, it's okay. Finish the conversation 
and say, hey, it was great to see you. I want to catch that person. Good to see you. Don't say, gotta go. You know, make that person feel, and, and it's true for reward trips. Reward trips your company gives you, and it, you know, it's amazing to me how very few of my upline would ever connect and talk and have a meaningful conversation with me. Very few. Amazing. But it also made me pay attention to, are you doing that? Are you doing that? Okay, so then what you don't like about them, you need to be good at. Okay, because otherwise you're doing the same thing and then people are thinking that about you. I don't want that. Yes, that's right. So don't get distracted. And then here's the other thing. If they're celebrating, celebrate with them. If they're celebrating. If they come to you and then they say, hey, Janet, hey, guess what? I just recruited somebody. I really think this person is going to really be awesome. It's the, you know, I mean, I finally sponsored somebody this month. And then Janet said back, yeah, that's great. You know, so I got another person in my line, a leader. He sponsored three people this month. Really? All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Nice. Good talking to you. Celebration's over, man. Yeah. It's a pity party now. That's right. So when somebody comes to you and they want to celebrate, they want you to celebrate something, celebrate it and never compare somebody to them or mention, never mention again, we do it by accident, but we learn what not to do. So I'm just saying, don't do it. Just pay attention that you can be excited about someone else's success on your team, but don't share it with that person. Celebrate whatever they want to celebrate with you. It's just you and that person. Make them feel good about it. Make them feel that you're proud of them. Again, it's the sticky stuff in these relationships. And so here, and then here's the other, here's the third thing. If they have a problem, a problem that they want to talk to you about, if the problem cannot be fixed, if, it, if there is not an answer, then be just empathetic and let them vent. That's right. Sometimes they don't want it fixed. Sometimes they just want to vent because it's not a situation that can be fixed. Like you are sponsored by a horrible person, right? <laughs> so can't change that, okay? Some things are permanent. I mean, unless you, you know, stay out of your company for a year or go to a different company, right? So, but if, if the problem can be fixed, do it. I mean, I, I can remember one experience, and I've had many, but one that was weird. I can remember being in Jakarta, Indonesia at a convention celebration on stage with all the confetti coming down. It's the very end. It's all over. We're in, in the uh, top pin leaders are on the stage waving at the crowd, you know, thousands of people there and a leader's next to me. And then I'm doing this and I say, how are things going? And then he said, not so, not so good, Jeff. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, really? Okay. 
And long story short, he it needed to be one of these conversations that you, you're going to have to be talking about this for lunch, over lunch, over something. It's going to take some time. And I was scheduled to fly out the next day. And I said, wow, you know, after the event was over, I said, wow, I got to leave tomorrow. And he said, well, maybe another time. I thought, mm, that's not good. That's not good. But then I just called my assistant. I said, uh, can you find a way to change my flight to the following day? And, and so it worked out. And then I was able to stay back an extra day and have uh, lunch with him and his wife. And I'm glad I did because they had to vent a lot of different issues. These are the things that happen. This is the reality of life when you're in the people business. And that's what we are in network marketing. We are in the people business. And when people in your team have problems, you'll, you'll find as your team gets bigger and bigger um, problems, you're going to be more of a problem solver. Sometimes you can't solve it. When you can't, you be empathetic. Because they'll remember you for feeling them. They will remember that. And so, and the fourth is action step. Reach out to your leaders. If you haven't talked to them in a, in a while, your drivers, have a conversation with them. Here's what I want you to do in the conversation. See how long you can listen before you break. That is before you lose attention and your mind drifts and you drift away. Again, Jesus said, pay attention to how you listen. If you have more, more will be given to you. Right. That's right. So if you get in it and 30 seconds later, you're like, mm, hey, what's, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I want to see this movie tonight. There we go. Just take a note of it. Like, ah, I did it. I did just what Jeff told me. I can't believe I went 30 seconds and I broke. Now you're thinking this and the person's still talking. Now you got to catch up. You got to listen. What? Pay attention how you listen. Yes, that's the thing. Pay attention to how you listen and see how it goes. So again, what Tony Robbins says is true. That the communication that we have with ourselves and with others will determine our quality of life. It will determine the quality of your income. How much money you're going to make in network marketing. I mean, people have it down to, oh, it's all about marketing now. It's all about marketing. I know. That's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. No. It's all about the relationships that you have with your leaders. And if you want to keep them around, like I've kept mine for over two decades, it's the sticky stuff, the communication that makes all the difference. So, again, pay attention to how you listen. And how you communicate. Anyway, so nice connecting with you guys. I know it's late. <laughs> it's just one of those things, man. I just, uh, I don't know. I get to the gym and I start thinking about things. And then I go in the sauna and I start thinking about things. And just, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, it's cool. But uh, I hope you're safe and okay. Whatever you're doing. Um Take care of yourself wherever you are. I've talked to different friends around the world, how COVID's affecting them and 
and all that and you know it's uh yeah i know it's not easy sometimes but here's the thing just remember adapt and change tony robbins my mentor said you know adversity is like winter some are going to freeze to death others are going to go snow skiing which is it going to be for you and i hope you go snow skiing so i'm looking forward to eventually getting together uh in person at our events in the meantime we'll continue to leverage on virtual events like what we're doing right now tony's got some good ones i think in march he's got upw unleash the power within coming up that'll be a great one so those are events that i you know the more people you plug into those events that translates into income for you because they're going to walk away a changed person so that's how we make our people better leaders so anyway everyone have a great evening and i'll put out some more value tomorrow love all you guys be safe